You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 107 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Jess, the Birds moved to 3-0 and and are one of three undefeated teams left in the NFL league, whatever, that sounded weird. But um, it's really weird to me that going into week four, there's only three undefeated teams still, but they're alongside the 49ers and the Dolphins, which all potential Super Bowl teams, of course, right now. Um, and they got the win, obviously, clearly. They're undefeated 25 to 11 over the Bucs on Monday Night Football. Did you know that's one of the rarest scores in football? Yeah, it felt weird. Like 25, 11. obviously, they got a safety, but. Yeah, but the 11 even is weird. Like the 11 is very odd. It's a weird number to see in a football score. And I'm pretty sure that the Packers had 11 points at one point last night too. And it was the same thing on Thursday night. But like, I was like looking at it and I was like, 11 shouldn't be a number that's, that's up here. It just doesn't, it doesn't compute. You're right. Like I, so I knew it looked like ugly. Like obviously nobody predicted that exact score, but I didn't think of it like that. And yeah, I saw, I don't remember. I saw it on Twitter somewhere that it's like one of the rarest scores to potentially have in a football game but the the 11 number the 25 isn't that weird to me the 11 really throws me off I think it's yeah I don't know the 25 just feels weird to me too all of it all of it is bad um (laughs) your point about there only being three three and oh teams left there is no like mid-tier teams in the NFL that have come come to light yet it's either you're like a really good football team or you're a really bad football team and there's no in between yet. No, like there, there hasn't been any separation into that. There aren't three tiers. There's only the two so far. You're right. You're right about that. I will say too, out of the three undefeated teams, obviously um, I already mentioned Miami 49ers, Philadelphia, Philly's probably been the worst looking team out of those three. hundred percent. They easily Which makes me actually 40. say that again. 
They easily could have put up 40 on Monday. They oh, should have put 40 on Monday. Oh, 100%. We'll get into that. Actually, let's get into it. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, exactly. Um, so you are right. Obviously, they did get the win, and a win is a win has been the mantra of this team so far. But Jalen Hurts was probably like one of the worst looking parts on Monday night, being transparent. But he was having flu-like symptoms going into the game. Um, there was It's Florida, so of course there was random downpours just throughout. So it's not obviously going to help this passing game that they're trying to get into a rhythm of. But um, yeah, so 23 for 37 for 277 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. The one interception, I think it was the first one, was not his fault at all. It was more miscommunication between him and Swift. But... Yeah, not the best looking performance for him. And it always seems to happen on Monday night, which he addressed afterwards. <laughs> Second interception, I feel like we talked about this in the postgame show after. It was, I think J- you, you want Jalen Hurts to throw that ball 10 times out of 10. That was one of those like, F it, Devontae's down yeah. there somewhere, F it, AJ Brown's down there somewhere. And I'm just going to, like, Devontae needs to make a better play on that ball. It's not to take away the phenomenal play that was made by that that safety or that corner coming over. Yeah. Like, that was an unbelievable defensive play. It was. Devontae's got to do do a better job there on making sure that he, either he or no one catches that ball. You know what I mean? Like, that's a ball that's you still, point. still want. Like, that's kind of where Jalen had to throw it. Was it under maybe underthrown a little bit? But, like, again, you expect Devontae to – do a better job in that situation. Like, and I said this on the post game show too, and we were talking about this exact topic. Like you remember when they played the Steelers last year and AJ Brown had the three touchdowns and, but like the first one was totally a uh, screw it. AJ's down there somewhere and it should have been an interception, but AJ made enough plays on the ball and adjustments with the ball in the air to make sure that it was either him or no one coming down with that ball. And that's something that, you know, should have been done, I think, in that situation. Um, you know, you're right. Jalen did not look great. They left a lot of points out there, especially in the red zone. They've not not been great. Um, yeah. Also been very apparent that they can get into a rhythm, but if there's anything remotely that stalls them, whether it be a penalty, a timeout, an injury, the two-minute warning, any of those things, they completely fall apart. If they can't just keep going, they completely fall apart. And that happened almost every single time that they were driving and put together a really nice looking drive and then ended up with either three points or nothing. Yeah. The beginning of that game was very frustrating because you mentioned it, the red zone, they looked fantastic driving down the field. And then as soon as they hit that 20 yard line to get into the red zone, it was like they were shut down. Um, I will say uh, just listening to the new Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers, Jason did reference about how exhausted they were. Obviously, that was the beginning of the game, so not for that one. But just saying, like, throughout that it was so hot and humid, which makes sense. It's Florida. We saw the rain showers, so obviously it had to be humid. But he was like, we were just on the field so much, and it, like, killed us. And you could see that he was exhausted even walking off the field. So that could be a potential chalk it up to that kind of thing. Um, One part that did not look tired at all was DeAndre Swift again. Dude. I don't know why he's never in the backfield. 
Don't do it. I was just going to say, we were texting throughout the game, like, why are we seeing so much Gainwell? Especially that um, in the red zone when they went for it on fourth and two and they put in Gainwell to get that. I think, like, all of Philadelphia was just like, like, you know what I mean? We didn't have words for it. They had, honestly, I might be in the minority here, but that play call to run the, the, the fake should we should we start the brotherly shove? Should we bring it into yeah. <laughs> as well? They were like they obviously, you know, they need to put it in there because other other teams now have to think about it, right? Like now they yeah, have to think, oh like oh crap, they have that. But it was the perfect time to run a fake one. That play would have Jalen could have walked into the end zone had he not tripped over Kenny Gainwell's feet. I'm like, <laughs> this is why you don't put this man. If you DeAndre Swift runs you all the way down the field and you decide right then and there, like those yeah. to me, and I understand he might have been gassed, but like, sir, you have to like block for a millisecond. Like, I, I can't that to me, that was so aggravating to me. And I, I agree. Yeah. So DeAndre Swift ended the game with 16 carries, 130 yards. Amazing. So amazing performance back to back weeks. But Gainwell had 14 carries as well, which it's just like, it's frustrating. I understand towards the end we got up. So it was kind of like they put Gainwell in more, but it's still just like this team is not flowing like it should. Like, why would we not see more of it and kind of use it as a practice if you will? You know what I mean? That's what I don't get. Like, it feels like they're just forcing Gainwell down our throat. That's such a good point. And I totally agree with you. And I hadn't thought of it that way that like, they aren't clicking. Like last year, yeah. that offense was meshing, gelling, clicking on all cylinders, every cliche you want to, to throw at it. They're not by any stretch. They have not looked like a cohesive unit. They're not on the same page. They're not playing well. Like just to yeah. be frank about it. You're so right that if you all, you are starting to get things that are going well and things are going right. Why would you not just, I get that you want to have options and you want to keep as many people involved. So you're as dynamic as possible, but you also just want to get into a rhythm. Yeah. And granted, like we do have faith, like we know it's coming, but still, I just thought it was a missed opportunity there. Maybe he was tired. I don't know. I don't feel like I got that vibe from DeAndre seeing him post game and stuff though. And usually obviously running backs are in great shape. So, um, and you mentioned it, they didn't look like they were clicking. That was another thing that like kind of had me worried in the beginning of the game. Jalen Hurts looks really, really unconnected with the tight ends, especially in the beginning of this game. Like he had, I forget exactly what the play was, but there was one to Stoll and two to Goddard, I believe, like within like that first quarter, maybe like first a little over into the second quarter that were just really concerning to me because it just looked like they weren't meshing yeah and I again like I understand that you want to have two tight ends that you can rely on but at the end of the day like stop trying to force Jack Stoll into a game and let's work on getting him and Goddard on the same page before we try to force Jack Stoll into the event like and so I, I I totally agree with you he they are not they're not clicking well. He's starting to hit the receivers a little bit better and they're starting to figure it out. But yeah, I, uh, with (laughs) especially, and you know, we have to give Jalen also credit on that touchdown pass to Alameda Zacchaeus. Like 
he was across the field, nowhere near it, and he just threw the ball where he was hoping he would go, standing in there and took an enormous shot, and it was perfect. Um, Very true. And so, so things like that, you're, that gives you hope of like on the same page, figuring it out, knowing where they're going to be. Um, but yeah, it, it has not looked great with the tight end so far, but I also just think that they're almost trying to do too much in a way. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you did mention we're seeing the receivers come into play. AJ Brown, nine receptions, 131 yards. So it's nice to see him kind of getting back in there, especially after we saw his frustrations the game prior. And Zacchaeus, dude, how cool is that story that him and DeAndre Swift were high school teammates at St. Joe's Prep and then just end up, go about their own paths and then end up playing for their hometown team and both perform. Like, that is so cool. That's awesome. Did you see the picture of them celebrating a touchdown in high school next to the picture of them celebrating the touchdown the other night? That was really cool. I did. Cool. Yes. I have chills right now thinking about it. Like, I just love stories like that. Like, the, the probability of that ha- happening is obviously not likely, but it's really cool because it seems to always happen in Philadelphia, stories like that. Um, and then looking into – we're recording this Friday morning. I'm assuming it will come out Friday night. But this injury report is from Thursday's practice. They had a walkthrough Wednesday, so it was like the first actual practice of the week. DeAndre Swift did not participate just because of illness. Jason Kelsey said on the New Heights podcast that that's kind of a bug going around in the locker room right now. So it's probably the same thing that Jalen was going through on Monday. Sydney Brown did not. Jalen was not the only one dealing with it on Monday during. Okay. So it there a little bit of a mess at the moment. Yeah. Which I mean, this is the time of year, man, where it gets you because the seasonal change. I told you I sound stuffy. It gets you. Oh, listen, I'm I'm actively fighting one off at the moment. The husband had it, the baby had it. Mama is really trying to fight it, but <laughs> it's not it's not going well. But we're trying. So oh it, man, it, it, it is. This is the worst time of year for that. Right, and same oh. thing. Like your kids going back to school. That's really what it is. It's like all of like True. everyone that has kids, they go back to school. Schools, no matter what school you're at, if you go to public private homeschool they're cesspools okay you yes, see other literally kids, kids are disgusting i have one they're gross <laughs> other kids are gross it's okay they're always snotty if they're in school they are coming home sick guaranteed no questions asked within the first four weeks of school so I'm oh 100 so, and then they give it to the parents and then the pi- yeah and then the parents spread it around at work it just it's the way of life yep you know <laughs> yeah, it's collectively how this operates so that's exactly what's probably going on with the eagles is like the kids have come home from daycare and school sp- giving it to their parents parents bring it into the locker room everybody has has flu-like symptoms now so hopefully there's just <laughs> a lot of like vitamin c and and iv drips being flowed through that place right now to get them all right exactly. well, and the good news with is like they still have a couple of days until the thing so hopefully Dion or deandre Devonte Smith uh, comes back and is fine from that. I'm assuming he will. Sidney Brown did not participate with that hamstring that he kind of tweaked um, on Monday night, but it's considered to not be too serious. So hopefully uh, Justin Evans did not participate because of the neck injury. And then there were just a few guys that were limited participants, but everybody else is basically good. So that's awesome. with that being Landon, Landon Dickerson concerned me. That was made me very, worried. very worrisome. He was a full participant yesterday, um, and they declared it his knee. So he must have oh. just tweaked something. 
Yeah. But hopefully, uh, I mean, Kelsey said how hot it was and it was draining them. I mean, that's another thing we didn't mention, though. Nine minutes and 22 seconds, they dominated that entire fourth quarter. Excellent. That is absolutely insane. So no wonder we saw uh, some fatigue there. But but you yeah. saw what it allowed the defense to do, right? And you and I had talked about that because we're geniuses, that if the offense can stay on the field a little bit longer, we're, we'll start to see some of those numbers creep up from the defense because they won't be as tired. They will just be so fresh going out there. How many three and outs did they have? I mean, it took until, what, midway through the second quarter for the, the Bucks to even get a first down? Literally, Jess, and you're right, because I was trying to, like, just speed up there, but I do want to hit on our defense because I skipped over it originally. Absolutely. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, they have been absolutely dominant and just, like, a beam of light, exactly what we, like, expected to happen, but not this well. So Jalen Carter is the highest rated defensive tackle in the entire NFL. He's played about 50% of the snaps. He has a one and a half sacks so far, five total tackles, two tackles for loss, two B or two QB hits, two force fumbles, 15 total pressures, and six pressures while being double teamed. This man is how, a rookie. How, how did 31 other NFL teams allow the Philadelphia Eagles to draft Jalen Carter. Because How? he's got worrisome issues off the field. I The video of the Chicago Bears war room on draft night is so unbelievably funny. They have so many problems. So oh, many man, problems. They do. This is like the last of their problems. But the fact that he's, 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 the GM's like, so you want to move up? What would you be willing to give up? And then he hangs up the phone. He, he's like, next year's fourth. <laughs> and people draft Jalen Carter. I just don't understand. Like, how, why do people keep picking up the phone when Howie Roseman calls? I mean, I love that they do, but why do they no, keep it? No, you're right. You're right. Like, and that is the kind of worrisome about social media because everybody seems to be saying that now. And I'm like, we need to cool the jets on that because I don't want, these other actual like ownerships and stuff to be like, no, really like this guy's finessing everybody like be cautious. Like, I don't want it to become a thing, but. But again, it is... it's very similar to like, what are you going to do? Get mad because he's better at his job than everyone else. True. I'm sorry. We've got a lot of that going on here. Oh, let's, you know, and, and it was, you know what? We love Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey around here. We love the new Heights podcast. <laughs> it's literally one of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um, and also, what I will really appreciate, you said you listened to the episode from this week. I have not gotten all the way through it, but one portion of it that I really like and really appreciate and think is really cool of them is after the whole Taylor Swift situation, there are so many Taylor Swift fans that are not football fans that are now trying desperately to understand football and trying yeah. to get all the you know ins and outs of the different things and the terminology. and as a female who growing up was always very interested in football, but also try without playing the sport, really needed help learning the terminology, understanding the game and doing all those different things. And, you know, learning that from people who were willing to give me information and willing to explain to me instead of, you know, brushing me off because I was a girl, 
I really appreciated that they were taking screenshots of tweets try, of different questions and things like that. And they were actually just explaining things. They were explaining no. yeah. a, and opening a door to a new group of people to come into NFL fandom. And I thought that was really awesome of them to do instead of like making a joke about it. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. Cause they do that segment every week, no dumb questions. And, um, this week it was really cool. Like you said, they took all of the football questions. So like one of them was even just like, what is a down in football? Yeah. And it was, it was comical too, because like these guys are literally like scientists, like top tier understand this stuff. So like, it was also like entertaining to hear them kind of having to simmer it down and be like, how would we say this in the most basic form? Because it's like, you know it so well that like, it just, you don't even have to think about it. You know, right. like everything. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was, it was cool and also entertaining. Yeah. So <laughs> that I, I thought was really awesome. I really appreciate it. But one of the things that they talked about, I want to say it was last week. When the Eagle, because the, you know, the Eagles, the touch, they do it better than anybody else. 92% of the time it's, it's effective and it's effective because a, we have the best center in football and B, even if no one pushed Jalen hurts from behind, the man can squat 600 pounds. It's not yeah. my fault. It's not your fault, Sam. It's not Jalen Hurts' fault that the other 31 quarterbacks in the NFL are weak and can't squat 600 pounds. That's not his problem. Just how it is. It's just how it is. So <laughs> what are they going to do? Patrick, this is exactly what Jason Kelsey said. Patrick Mahomes is so good at throwing the football, he's not allowed to throw touchdowns anymore. Simple. Well, and it, Justin Tucker's too good at kicking field goals. He's not allowed to kick field goals anymore. That's essentially what they're trying to do to the Eagles right now. It's just so frustrating, too, because, like, everybody's top argument who's against it, which I do like now that we're seeing a lot of these big-name coaches and players come out and they're in favor of it. Like, you saw Pat Mahomes come out and say, like, hey, don't hate them. They're just really good at it. I would run it if I was really good at it, too. You know what I mean? And everybody's starting to say that, and it's like, thank you. But, like, the thing that bothers me the most is everybody that's like, it's a rugby play. And I'm like, are, are you dumb? Like, is football just supposed to be for idiots and that can't think of original plays to out-strategize the other team? Like, what is that thought process? Like, what are we doing here? Kansas City Chiefs played ring around the rosy for 15 seconds before running. <laughs> like, what do you want? You, you got to uh, – otherwise, everything is going to be able to figure out – be figured out how to be stopped. You have yeah. to be – you have to do what is the strength of your football team. It's not my fault that the strength of your defense isn't stopping Jalen Hurts. That's not my problem. Yeah, it's, it's just you know so dumb. Make a negative comment about it was the defensive coordinator of the Washington football team commander team. I don't even, yeah. they don't deserve a name. So, <laughs> you know, last week we put lots of stuff in there to make sure that they're not successful in that. Okay. How did that go? How'd that go? Right. Not well. Not well. But there was one third, what was it? Third and two that they didn't get two yards. So they went for it on fourth and one and got two yards then. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that even with the flu, he's, his legs are stronger than yours. Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. I mean, we're going to keep hearing about it because everybody hates Philadelphia. But um, as long as the league doesn't act on it, 
Because I also, think that would actually make me outraged. Yeah, but what someone needs to act on is people with a platform getting on said platform, talking about putting a bounty out on the quarterback and killing the quarterback in a generation where we're watching in real time what's going on with guys like Antonio Brown and now Chandler Jones. I don't know if you have seen all of that, but yeah, that is sad. It's really sad and it's really awful. And you look at some of the other things that have happened and the other players that we have lost and ones that ones that we have lost to natural causes. But you also then see that CTE and brain injuries had an impact on why they were lost so young and other ones that, you know, mental health has taken negative mental health has taken over their life and they've ended their own life too short. It's not mm. something to joke about. It's not something to that. I mean, what kind of disgusting human being even says that? Like that's right. Like, and it's not, and it doesn't make sense either. Cause Chris Sims is a known absolute, just, I don't even have a better word besides hater on the Eagles and especially Jalen hurts, but it's also just like, Cause sometimes like you, when you're talking, like you use the word kill and you can tell, like, obviously you don't mean kill, but like just the way that like he stressed it, it was like, you have, yeah. Like, and it's all, like, there's just, you can feel that there's so much hate in him because he was so incredibly wrong on Jalen hurts that like, you can't help, but tell that that is flowing into this. And it's just like, so it makes it even more disgusting. You know what I mean? Like he has so much pride. He can't admit his wrongs and he's like putting, that kind of hatred out towards somebody. Seriously. It's just, and, and listen, like how hard is it to be like, I I was, I, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. Like we were wrong about Carson. All of Wentz. Philadelphia did it. All of yeah. Philadelphia was There's like, okay, sorry. Person. Right. There's not yeah. one person that thought Jalen Hurts was going to be as good as he is. Aside yeah. from maybe Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts' mom, but that's always yeah. the best. Um, <laughs> but like, I always thought Jalen Hurts would be a good NFL quarterback. And I didn't mm-hmm. like the way that he was all, you know, one of those quarterbacks that was treated as, oh, you need, you know, he's a running back that like, I think that's BS. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I didn't think he was the answer for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I didn't think he would get even close to how good he actually is. I was I agree. incorrect. And I'm mm-hmm. happy to be as supremely incorrect as I was. How hard is it to be like, damn, maybe he is better than Kellen Mond. <laughs> Not shucks. Uh, dang it. <laughs> like, right? oh, like, what the hell does it matter? Like, it's not. No, it's I, not- I agree with you 100%. Um, just to hit on it real quick, too, with us just talking about not knowing about how good Jalen Hurts would be. The man is a winner, even though he didn't have a good or the best game this past week. And he had a somebody just asked him in a press conference, like, there's a lot of guys that worry about their personal statistics basically. And like, but they are get all these like high stats for themselves and then end up losing like blah, blah, blah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? How do you get around that? And he was just like, I lost. That's how I learned to be like this. Like I lost. So now I care about winning instead of myself. And I just like, this man is a walking like life motto quote book that you just want to have with you at all times. Yeah. Like so influential. Like this man is just he's perfect. He's perfect. Something else. I, there has to Literally. be a flaw somewhere. I've yet to see it. <laughs> if someone could Literally. let me in, I'd love to know it so I can prove that he's human. But so far, haven't found one. And 
I mean, that, and that's, but that's exactly it. Like, you don't want someone who's worried about themselves. You want some, and he was 100%. exactly right when he said, like, when did it not become about winning? When yeah. did, when did winning not become the main goal here? Like, and that's the thing. 100% right. Not been great. And as the weeks go on, and so this, we will we'll wrap up our final thoughts from, yeah. from this right here <laughs> right now, but it's not been pretty. As the weeks go on, you start to get a little bit more concerned every week that it stays that way. There has been improvement. I thought the play calling was much better. I still am concerned about the red zone a little bit, but the defense is starting to show up a little bit more. They were, you know, doing the things that you'd expect, putting up some more of the numbers that you'd expect. And, you know, things are starting to improve. I need them to improve at a little bit faster rate. But I think that ultimately they're three and oh like yeah you, you can't I agree with you that much I agree with you 100% like that is my takeaway like they are progressing each week and they're mm-hmm. winning that is what we need to see luckily their schedule is allowing for it until about like week seven when they have Miami and by then if you're not ready by week seven then yeah you might start worrying but um yeah like I their schedule is allowing it let them, let them be. They've also had injuries to deal with. You know what I mean? So um, I'm not worried about it. No. And, and I, I'm not, I think, you know, what we talked about right after week one was, you know, what are the things that you're concerned about versus what are the things that you're sort of chalking up to it being week one, it being rust. The secondary has looked decent as well. And that was one thing that you and I talked about being concerned about. So you know, I, I just think that they need a little bit of time. And you're absolutely correct when you say that their schedule is allowing it for them. It's allowing them to get this out. Thank God. Yep. But they Thank do God. have some <laughs> games coming up in October. And, you know, we could very well be, you know, a 7-0 and team facing a 7-0 and Miami Dolphins team on October 22nd. So, very you know, true. there's, there are going to be some better teams that start to come through and they play, what do they play the commanders and they play the Rams. The Rams haven't looked good, but you know, that is what it is. Um, and then who do they play the following week? The jets, the jets are trash. Yes. Um, yes. They're, they're a hot mess. They're yeah. a hot mess. Carson Wentz might be Un- their quarterback by week six. Who knows? It is unfortunate for them. I do feel bad for that fan base just because the, all the hype they had going into this, but. My neighbor across the street, he's a Mets Jets guy, and he's he's going through it at the moment. I going I, through I, it a little bad. I do. He feel did it. He bad. brought it on himself, but man, <laughs> it's a little bit brutal. <laughs> I I do feel. A little bad. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the matchup this week against the Commanders. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into episode number 107 of Babes on Broad. So now we have the commanders, which is really funny because so they switched it trying to be politically correct. And now I don't know if it's actually real, but there's like rumors going around that there's certain like um, Native American tribes trying to sue them now because they aren't the Redskins anymore, but they still use that symbol, which is like supposedly actually a historical cheat. They are also a dumpster fire of an organization. <laughs> yeah, right? Like it, it would be hilarious. Um, and- another thing before we actually get into this game, Josh Harris, if he's on that sideline, I I think I would like... I was going to say throw something at him. I wouldn't actually throw something at him, but I would metaphorically throw something at him. I was, I was just going to say they're a dumpster fire. And what a surprise from a Josh Harris owned organization, just being an absolute dumpster fire. We're not dealing Literally. with that up here or anything like that. <laughs> no, okay. no, not we, us. We, only, we have a couple more weeks of peace left before they come in and start to throw a wrench in and ruin our lives, but it's fine. Everything is fine. It's not fine, but We'll see. They need to make some moves or else it is just not even worth watching this season. (laughs) After what, what happened the other day? Oh, it was when Dame got traded and I immediately get a text from Sam that says, I'm so out on the Sixers already. (laughs) Start for literally 30 days. (laughs) Like there are 30 days until their first game, which is against the Bucks, by the way, they opened their season against the Bucks. Can't wait. Oh, and I man. have to something to say. They have to, have to try to be in on Drew Holiday. They have to make it happen because there's also a chance that apparently, so the Celtics are in on him as well as the Clippers. And I saw something that could possibly be an issue of a three-team trade where the, the Celtics lose Malcolm Brogdon to... I forget how it worked, but it basically like screwed the Sixers in the sense that the Celtics ended up with Drew Holiday and the Clippers ended up with someone that negates their need for a point guard. And they essentially like the, you know, the best place that, you know, losing a James Harden possible location, like would just totally screw it up. But I mean, if, if the, uh, the Blazers would like James Harden, they can have. I don't know what's going on. Did you see the video from his party at the strip club the other night? Yes, I did. This man. There were two signs there and they're both completely out of pocket and wild. Daryl Morey is there and I'm not pulling out. (laughs) Those were the two signs. (laughs) I didn't see that second one. This man is unhinged. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, he is so uh, I don't get yeah I just I don't we'll wrap this up but I don't get how he is the way he is he just seems to do this with every team he was just best friends with Joel Embiid and wanted him to win the MVP last year wanted to do everything as a team player for this team and Joel and now he's here I, I just don't get it and then didn't go to Joel's wedding yeah it, I don't know but yeah anyway so Sixers right, are so mess. Commanders. Yeah, commanders are a mess. What's the common denominator? Josh Harris, Josh who we'll Harris. probably see on the 
probably see on the sidelines. Um, I wonder if he's going to bring some Sixers into the suites at this game. We'll see. But Commanders, shockingly, are 2-1. and one. Um, When you see that, you might be shocked. And then you realize that the games that they've won were close games against Arizona in Week 1 and Denver in Week 2. And then when they actually played a suitable team in the NFL, Buffalo, last week, they lost 37-3. to three. And smacked. Sam Howell was 19 for 29 with 170 yards, no touchdowns, and four interceptions. That's what bad. a game for Sam. He also got sacked nine times. Jeez Louise. Yeah, they've oh. allowed the most sacks in the NFL, actually, that offensive line with 19, 19? total. Oh 19? Oh, my God. Total. Yeah. Every single yep. person on this Philadelphia Eagles defense defensive line might have two. They all might it, have to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, oh keys God. to success or predictions for this game. Yeah, our defensive line's going to eat. <laughs> so we're just going to see more progression from them if you didn't already put that together. So this game will be a lot of fun. The best part is about this team, like it's so funny even like walking through this because there's really not much to talk about. Um, best part of this team is their defensive line. Obviously, they have drafted well in that area. Uh They have 10 sacks themselves so much this season, which is very good for them. Uh, But I will say seven of those 10 sacks came against Denver, which Denver is an absolute dumpster fire. I could get a sack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so take that for what you will. Um, And they allow 4.8 yards per carry so far this season. So it's really confusing kind of there. It seems like literally their goal is to just, sack the quarterback instead of actually put up a front. What were you going to say? I, see I was going to say that was the Eagles last year, though. The run defense was not very good for the Philadelphia Eagles last year, but they put up like record setting sack numbers. So, okay. So when you say that, it like that, it actually makes it make more sense. Yeah. So this year we're seeing the opposite so far. They're not quite having the sack numbers, but the run defense has been unbelievable, um, which they, you know, Sean Desai has started to get the national credit that he deserves for the way that this defensive line is playing and the way that he deserves all the credit in the world for the way the secondary is playing because we were obviously mm-hmm. very concerned, especially after N'Kobe Dean goes down, James Bradbury was hurt, we lose Avante Maddox, you don't have anybody to back up there from that position with Zach McPherson with the torn Achilles. Like, you are hurting in that realm, and they have yeah. been unbelievable. Um, but... Yeah, so that was the Eagles last year. So that makes me, you know, it it sort it doesn't seem like it should make sense, but we're gonna have a third hundred yard rushing day from DeAndre Swift. Oh yeah. This is gonna be a fun one for us. I think it's definitely gonna be a stat builder game. Um and yeah, like you saw it last year. They're gonna try to be getting revenge this year. So it's not I think it's gonna be a fun one. Um Hassan Reddick. He got the cast off his thumb slash hand, whatever, because obviously it covers more than just your thumb. Um, Said that he thinks that it'll make him feel less restricted going into this week. Um, And I saw this cool fact from Fran Duffy on Twitter that he hasn't had any sacks yet this season, but he's had the same amount of pressures through three games so far this year that he did last year with an improved winning rate on his rushes with 14.1 this season compared to 9.9% last year. So when you look at it like that, because you see a lot of like people on, uh, what's I'm going to call it, like, oh, 
Hassan Reddick was a fluke. Like he's not doing anything this year. And just because he's not putting up the sacks, that right there shows that he is actually performing even better than he was last year, just not sacks wise. So that is reassuring. And because he put out that quote about him getting the cast off, I could see him just going off in this one. He also, oh, wait. Um, he didn't have a sack until week three last year anyway against the commanders. Yeah. He didn't get, have a sack against the uh, Lions, didn't have one against the Vikings, but he had one and a half against the uh, commanders. So, um, I, you know, I so think he can that, get right back on track this week. <laughs> yeah. And he also said, which I thought was an interesting point, that the DNs more than this year have been getting chipped a lot more, but it's also, he, and as he said, allowed for the defensive tackles to, to get home a little bit better. True. So, listen, just go get him. Go get him. He'll be there yeah. for the taking. It'll be fine. It's supposed to be sunny and 74 at kickoff. It's going to be beautiful on Sunday. We're bringing rubes. It'll be fun. Oh. I, I don't I'm, I can't I might wait for picture around the concourse. She she might actually end up running onto the field at one point. We don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it's it should be a it should be a good one for the Philadelphia Eagles as long as, you know, yeah. nothing weird happens. I will here. say last year, because obviously um I mentioned that we'll have a little revenge, but last year they did have a good game plan against us. Obviously, we were undefeated until we played them that second time they gave us our first loss. And um this one was from Jimmy Kemsky. I saw a lot of fun facts this week. Um, but Commanders had four scoring drives in that game where they took our first or gave us our first loss. And those four drives alone took up over half of the entire game clock, almost 30 minutes. I so, remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's it's genius on their part. We have such a high power offense as we did last year. What's the best way to stop them if you aren't as talented as them? Don't let them get the ball. So um, we might see be in for that again this year, but the only problem is they're, that means that they're going to have to go up against our defense for 30 minutes, which good luck to you. So it won't surprise me if they have something up their sleeve that kind of throws this team off in the very beginning, but I don't think it's going to be remotely successful for them. So what are your keys to success for the Philadelphia Eagles, just to sum up, and what is your final score prediction? Yeah, so we thought our defense looked great last week, which they did, but just prepare to see them keep growing as well and look really, really good this week. They're just getting better and better. I want to see them have progress or make more progress and take advantage of this poor Washington offensive line. I would like to see progress from our passing game, but because this defensive line likes to go after the quarterback, um, I'm more so worried of just seeing balance in our offense and seeing success. And I, I, I always want to see progress. This is, we just talked about it. Our schedule is allowing it. We keep getting better week after week. I just want to keep seeing that. So um, yeah, I think it's not going to be pretty for Washington. And I think that we're just going to see more progress and success and this team really start clicking for the Eagles. And this could potentially be one of those games where it just does click for them. Uh, so I think our defense is going to go off and I think we're going to see a lot of good things on offense. 33 to 7 Philadelphia. 33 to 7. I like it's actually very similar to mine. Um, <laughs> as, we, as we tend to do, even though we have we always have a Google Doc for our just like notes, just to outline our show so we don't get too we know we get off track, but so we sort of <laughs> stay focused and we don't ever put our scores in. 
so the other one can't see it. So it doesn't influence, but 99% of the time they end up being fairly close to each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm with you completely. I think that, you know, the best way for the Eagles to be successful is to just do what they do best. Balanced offensive attack, stick to the run and, you know, sprinkle those passes in there. If, you know, what I'm hoping to see is, as you said, because this defense is not great, the defensive line is good, but the rest of it's not super great. I'm hoping that they can use this as a little momentum boost to to get some of those things figured out, which would be great. Um, but ultimately, just in terms of winning the game, I think that, you know, running their offense, not doing anything too cute is going to be more than enough to win. And this defense is really going to be able to, to dominate that offensive line. The Eagles are going to have the ball for the majority of the game. And it's it's going to feel like, uh, you know, good old fashioned good old fashioned butt whooping out there. Uh, my final score prediction is 40 to 10. Oh, so we are very close. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? Right. I know I did struggle with how much I think Washington's going to score just because I think it's going to be such a blowout that they will put up, like they might put up like a touchdown or a late game field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could influence it, but yeah, vibes going into this one are high. Yeah, I think they're only going to have... It's a 1 o'clock game. We love 1 o'clock games. We love. I'm going to bed at 8 p.m. on Sunday. (laughs) I know. So get up now because I think we only have one other one, and that's New Year's Day or something, right, against Arizona. We have two more. And, yeah, it's that. It's the other one against the Commanders because nobody wants to see this crap. (laughs) They said, Um, okay, so Eagles are Super Bowl quality. They are primetime quality. Commanders are the exact opposite. So, unfortunately for the Eagles, drags their value down. Yeah, no, that's fine because I don't have to stay up late. So we'll do that. I don't True. care about the Chiefs-Jets this week on Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs are going to absolutely obliterate the Jets because the Jets are a yeah. bad football team. It really sucks scheduling-wise that the Jets have so many of these big games because obviously there was so much hype going into them and then that injury threw everything off. So it really does ruin some of these big games. But hey, as long as Aaron Rodgers keeps listening to Dolphins have sex, I think he'll be back any day. So. <laughs> any day. Almost 40 but he knows the secret cure to coming back fast from an Achilles. I, <laughs> he's not real. He's not a real person. Like I, refuse- he did say that he saw aliens. Maybe he doesn't even realize that he got like probed by aliens. And- he is the alien. Actually, yeah. he's like- <laughs> he really just saw a mirror guys. <laughs> yeah. He really just looked in a mirror and is trying to hint to us that he is the alien. Yeah. I- I can't. I can't. But yeah, I I expect a good birds win going to bed early on Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful weekend for the first new weekend of October. It's going to be great. I agree 100%. This episode's funny because normally we spend less time on recapping the game and then like bigger time, like talking about what's coming up. But this one is just so like in your face, clear, obvious, you know what you're going to get. There's nothing to say. say. (laughs) Go birds. Go birds. That's all we have to say. So we're just going to wrap it there. So thank you for listening to episode 107 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our show. Make sure you're checking in for all the content throughout the week that's coming out from BGN. Always stuff coming out every day. We'll be back next week to recap the hopeful dominant win over the commanders here. And we will talk to you then. And until then, you know, nothing left to say, but go birds. <laughs>